Welcome. Som svakom. You are about to listen to a message from ICF Cambodia. ICF Cambodia is a local church in Siem Reap. ICF Cambodia This message is in English and in Khmer. Listen to this message with an open heart. Welcome to ICF Church. It's good to be back here this morning. This morning we're going to be talking about what it means to be a Christian. Because there's a lot of confusion about what it means to be a Christian. Some people say to be a Christian means you go to a church. Then if you go to a church, then you must be a Christian. But that is not true. Going to a place doesn't make you that thing. Anyone like to eat at Lucky Burger? If you go and eat at Lucky Burger every day, does that make you a hamburger? Maybe. Maybe you smell like one. Some people say to be a Christian is to wear a cross. Does anyone here have a cross around their neck? Raise your hand if you do not have a cross around your neck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you need to leave. You are not a Christian. (laughs) No, we know that's silly. Being a Christian is not about jewelry. To be a Christian means you give your whole heart. To Jesus. It means you say, Jesus, I invite you into my life. I want to know you. I want you to have control over every area of my life. I want my heart to be your temple. And wherever I go, you go with me. To be a Christian is to have a relationship with the God who made the whole universe. But not every relationship is a strong relationship. Some relationships are very weak. Some relationships die. I like to think of relationships 
like having a garden. A garden can grow good vegetables and good fruit. That's a nice garden. Or a garden can grow weeds and thorns. It depends on how faithful you are to take care of your garden. So what happens when you don't take care of your garden? Yeah, bugs, bugs will come and eat your plants. Weeds will grow up. The ground will become dry. And everything begins to die. Now, if you want vegetables or fruit to grow in your garden, you can't just plant the seeds and then walk away for four months. No, you need to visit your garden. You need to take care of it. You need to give it love and attention. You need to protect your garden from animals. You need to put a fence around your garden. You need to water your garden. And you need to pull out weeds. And you need to pick off the bugs. And if you don't do that, your garden will die. And it is the same with any relationship. Relationships are like gardens. And they need your love and your attention and your protection. And the same is true with your relationship with Jesus. Your relationship with God is like a garden. Okay, so what are some ways that your relationship with Jesus can become weak or even die? There are three ways. So there are three ways. The first one is doubts. Okay, the first one is doubts. And I'm going to mention all three and then I'll go through. Okay, the first one is doubt. The second one is wrong focus. The third one is complaining. So, number one, doubt. How does this destroy a relationship? Okay, let's say you're married. Okay, let's say you're a woman and you have a husband. Okay, and your husband, every Saturday night, he goes somewhere. He says he's going to Lucky Burger. But he's not. 
He's going to the karaoke bars. And you begin to believe that your husband is not being faithful. You begin to doubt your husband's love. Relationships are built on trust. Doubt will eat trust. And when you have no trust, the relationship will die. Now sometimes when we go through problems, and we have difficulty in our life, we begin to doubt that God is good. We begin to doubt that God loves us. Sometimes we begin to doubt that God is even real. And so we stop trusting God. And when you stop trusting God, your relationship will become like a dry, dead garden. Okay, number two, wrong focus. Relationships are built on having a correct focus. A correct focus is a focus that focuses on the good, not the bad. For example, let's say you have a friend. Does everybody have a friend? I hope everybody has at least one friend. Okay, and your friend, every time you make a mistake, your friend takes out a book and records your mistake. And every time you disappoint your friend, records how you disappointed him. And at the end of every week, he opens his book, and he tells you all the ways that you have disappointed your friend. And he tells you all the reasons why he doesn't like you. And then when you ask your friend for examples of good things about you, he says, oh, no, 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 I, I don't write those down. I only write down the reasons I don't like you. Now, if you have a friend like that, what is going to happen to your relationship? Your love is going to grow cold like ice. And your hearts will separate. Now, we know this is true. But so many people have a relationship with God like that. Sometimes in my life, I have been like that with God. 
Many Christians they only remember the prayers that God did not answer the way they wanted. They only remember the times God disappointed them. And they only focus, they only focus on the things that God has not yet given them. And they never focus on what God has already given them. And this leads to the third bad seed in your garden. And that is, the third one is complaining. Now I put a picture on here of a baby. Because babies love to complain. It's all babies do. If you only focus on what God has not given you, if you only focus on what is wrong with your life, if you only focus on what you don't have, you will become a professional complainer. You will become a big baby. Now, a professional complainer is someone who thinks it is their job to complain about their life every day. They think it is their job, their career to remind God every day of all the things they don't and they become so good, so good at complaining they can't even remember the blessings God has given them. So doubts, wrong focus and complaining they are three poisonous seeds that will grow up and will choke out the life of every relationship you have. Now this is interesting. We see these three poisonous seeds in the very first garden. The garden of Eden. When God made Adam and Eve, he put them in the garden. And Adam and Eve destroyed the beauty of the garden. Because of their sin. But... Their sin was a result of planting three poisonous seeds. Doubt, wrong focus, and complaining. 
So, number one. God gave permission to Adam and Eve to eat of all the trees in the garden. Adam and Eve probably had millions of trees maybe to choose from. And there was only one tree, only one, that God said, you cannot eat. And if you disobey me, you, you will bring sin and death into the world. But Adam and Eve doubted God's word. Satan came to them. And Satan said, God is lying to you. God knows that if you eat this fruit, you will be as equal with him. Eat it. Nothing bad will happen to you. And Adam and Eve believed Satan. And they doubted God. Number two, wrong focus. Remember, God could give them permission to eat from any tree in the garden. Except one. And what tree do you think that Adam and Eve focused on? What tree? The one tree they could not have. The one tree that God said, don't eat. All these trees, they could eat. And this tree, they could not. And what did they do? Focused on this one tree. So that's wrong focus. Number three. Complaining. When you are satisfied, when you are content, you are happy with what you have. Now the opposite, the opposite of satisfaction and contentment is complaining. Adam and Eve should have been satisfied to eat from any of the thousands of trees here. But instead, their hearts began to complain about the one tree and the one fruit that they could not have. And so they began to complain. So we see that the first garden was destroyed by these three seeds. And their relationship and their connection with God became weak. And the same can happen inside the garden of our hearts. 
So I'm going to ask you, uh, this is, we're almost finished. There's one question I want you to think about. What kind of calculator do you have in your heart? Now what does that mean? What does that mean? What am I talking about? Well, does the calculator in your heart, does it count problems or does it count blessings? Does it count all the difficulties in your life? Does it count all the things that you don't have? Or does your calculator count blessings from God? Does it count all the things that God has given you? For example, when you wake up in the morning and you pray, do you pray like this? Oh God, I thank you for my two legs. I thank you for my eyes that can see. I thank you for my health. I thank you for my food today. I thank you for my bed that I can sleep in. I thank you that I have friends that love me. I thank you that I have a church that cares about me. I thank you for your protection when I ride my bike. Or do you count and pray like this? Number one, God, I don't have girlfriend or I don't have a boyfriend yet. Number two, God, I don't have an iPhone. God, I don't have a rich house. And God, I don't have a new bicycle. So it's real, really, really, really important that you look in your heart and you see what kind of calculator you have inside. How are you counting? What does your garden look like? What kind of seeds are you planting in the ground? Are you planting seeds of trust and thankfulness? Or are you planting seeds of doubt and complaining? What I would like to do is just spend a minute quietly in prayer. Because what we want to do is we want to pray that God will pour some water on the seed of his word today. You know, when you put a seed on the top of the ground, it usually will die. 
you need to push the seed into the ground a little bit. And so we're going to pray and we're going to ask God to push the seed of his word into our hearts. So let's pray. Let's just spend a minute quiet. I'm God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you that you stopped counting our sins. You don't have a calculator at all anymore. I thank you that you died on the cross for all of our sins. But God, we need help to grow our garden. Help us to be people who count our blessings. Help us to stop counting our doubts and disappointments. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been inspired and challenged. To find out more about ICF, visit our website. Or find us on SoundCloud or Facebook. We don't want to end without giving you the opportunity to ask Jesus into your life. This will be the greatest decision you will ever make. You can say these words after me. Jesus, I want to know you. Forgive me all my sins. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Thank you that you love me no matter what. I want to follow you. God bless you.